Right now on the LegacyRetirementGroup.com phone line, we welcome back our political contributor and president of Opportunity Ohio, Mr. Matt Mayer. And thanks, Matt, by the way, for uh, switching the hours with us. I appreciate that. Well, the things I'll do for Dave Yost, I'll tell you. <laughs> Somehow I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Well, just know I'm grateful. I appreciate that. Hey, we've no been no problem. I got a little bit more sleep. That's all. That's right. That's right, Mister. And we'll be seeing you tonight for that charity event too. So, uh, look, I, I'm interested because we're you've got the left and the, the the liberal media really bashing this new movie called 2,000 Mules, and you're going to lay it out for us a little bit on well. You understand why once you start talking about it. But what's the deal with this movie? Well, so look, so the deal with the movie, it's by Dinesh D'Souza and they intrude the vote, which is a group uh, that focuses on voter integrity. And the thrust of it is that there were these 2,000 mules who were people who went to multiple drop boxes with multiple ballots multiple times in key battleground states. And the and what they're saying is that they, they violated the law and, and there are hundreds of thousands of votes that were part of these mules dropping these votes at ballot boxes. And so they were harvesting ballots and then taking huge chunks of them and going to ballot boxes in the middle of the night and, you know, repeat things. And what what's interesting is they you know they've got video in some places, but they use geo tracking. So what they what they did is they got records that they then I started identifying the cell phones of these mules and so that they could then see that the same cell phone would go to the same Dropbox multiple times or different Dropbox around the city, which which means it's not somebody who, like, oh, my mom can't get out, so I, I get my mom's ballot and I take it to a Dropbox, right? That, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is where, you know, lots and lots of activity by these 2,000 mules. And so, you know, so, so it's an interesting way to tackle a problem, right? Because there's not just allegations. There's now data showing, the you know, 2,000 people doing repeat activity that is supposed to not be legal so that that's the thrust of it sorry matt i was just taking a drink of water so how accurate is this movie well well the, the, you know they say through the vote and in uh, Dinesh Zhu say it's highly accurate i mean they, they use your tracking the cell phones are the cell phones and so the critics are saying oh but you know just because the cell phone was near a drop box doesn't mean it was at the Dropbox, and it's like okay, well, two o'clock in the morning, and you know, it, you know, if you think about the Morse Road, you know, Franklin County early voting, there's nothing else there. So if your cell phone's in that parking lot at two in the morning, what else are you doing there, right? So, so that's that's kind of the interesting thing. And, and what 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 I what I think is most interesting is if I were a Democrat district attorney, or I were a Democrat attorney general in one of these key states. I would accept the challenge laid down by this movie, yeah. and I would get the because True the Vote said we'll give you the data, we'll give you the the geo tracking stuff, we'll show you know, the, these are the people, we know who they are. I would accept that, and I would pull the thread on every single one of the mules in my state or my city, so I could either so I could then disprove when I pulled that thread, interviewed these people, did all the work you need to do to show that they didn't do anything illegal, so I could utterly refute two thousand mules. If I don't do that, seems to me by omission, I'm kind of acknowledging I don't want to pull that thread because they might be right what they're what they're saying in the, is the thrust of this movie. And Matt, look, I would agree that you know transparency is key with this movie. What do you say to the Georgia Secretary of State, who said his office investigated the surveillance video of the film showing the guy depositing five ballots into the Dropbox, finding that he lawfully deposited the ballots for himself and his family? 
Well, so that's one guy, right? So that's one yeah. guy, five ballots. But but when you have you know multiple, when you have one guy going to multiple drop boxes, yeah, with multiple ballots, multiple times, how do you explain that? That's not family members. So what's the explanation? And I, I guess what I'm saying is. Mm-hmm. There's an easy way to disprove this movie, which is to run down the thread of all 2,000 mules to see, in fact, if what they're saying is true or if it's not true. And then you, you put the you put the thing to rest, and you you put you put you put another arrow through you know the the John, Donald Trump allegation that the that the election was was rigged. I, I like what you're thinking, and if someone has time to do that, or eventually over time. Absolutely. Completely uh, see your point on that. Uh, Matt Mayer is with us, president of Opportunity Ohio and OpportunityOhio.org. Let's get an update on a segment we did over the winter. And I realize we're not shoveling snow right now, but I I find it interesting the steps you did to meet with the city manager and uh, one of the council people. And this could probably give some great advice to those who are wanting to do the same thing with issues in, in, in their town or their city. And we talked last winter about some several key pathways that weren't getting plowed. Give us an update on what happened. Yeah, so you know we we, we talked about the city of Dublin and some pathways that weren't plowed, and and yeah, and we talked about it on air after we did that. I, you know, I went and met with the city manager Dana McDaniel and Councilwoman Chris Grooms. Had a very good meeting. Explained to them, like you know, looked at I looked at what the existing plow map was was doing, and then I said, well, there you know, there's some key areas here that where there's a high density of people. It seems to me we should be plowing that right because that's we want our citizens out and active getting yeah getting yeah. exercise and you, if they can't do it if there's if it's not plowed and so they they committed to reevaluate the current policy they charge it to the community service advisory committee uh to, to to deal with it so this past week the the community services advisory committee met and they're recommending to city council to expand the plowing to two and a half more miles which would create two five mile five plus mile loops for citizens to use during the winter uh, in order to kind of connect more of Dublin and more of these high density areas, so you know, I think it's a it's a great example of one, you know, don't just sit back and accept the status quo if you don't like it. Two, that there are there are politicians and you know city government workers who can be responsive if you raise the issue to them. Uh, and then you know, three, I applaud Dublin for 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 taking action and making the right decision to to expand the the plowing so that more people get access in the winter in the winter time to to some of this uh these pathways which is the only way they can get some exercise yeah in some days oh i'm with you and matt mayor's with us president of opportunity ohio matt i'm glad you brought this up and revisited this with us because if anything else if if someone's living in a town where they're having trouble communicating with their uh city council um what what's one thing what's one takeaway that you've learned from this is it to be professional be be nice about things at first you can get tough but still be nice what what is it well i think you have to be you have to be aggressive right you you mean you have to say look right this is a this is a community need it's not being addressed and if you don't address it then i'm going to be i'm going to take action and i think that that is what always worries you know politicians and government government workers and so I think you have to be you have to be willing to follow through with with what you're saying, mm-hmm. and I think you know keep pushing because if if you just accept the, the the answer is oh well they said they can't do it I think that that tends to be a the easy way out for everybody so I think if you if you want some change you're gonna you have to you have to take charge be aggressive and be willing to to keep pushing until until you get the kind of answer that at least is responsive even if you don't get the right answer that you want 
it's still they at least should be digging down and, and looking into some of the things you raise, right? Yeah, and by the way, I applaud you for never giving up. I mean, you, you and you're right. You're 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 not always going to get the answer maybe you want. However, you didn't give up on this. <laughs> you kept you kept at them, and I I find that very inspiring. Matt, what about the um, the DHS? So there's a couple of things I want to get to, and hopefully we we'll have time to, but. You know, more importantly, what we saw yesterday, the Biden administration's disinformation board, which I thought was just ridiculous in the first place. They've now paused uh, because of issues with free speech concerns. And this just comes weeks after we learned about this board. Yeah. You know, this this ministry of truth that they've created and this this Nina Jankowicz, who is just a uh, just a she's the queen of misinformation. I mean, she's pushed more <laughs> of the misinformation over the last four years about Russia and you know, Alpha Bank and all this stuff that we now know is not true, but she pushed it. So it's, it's kind of ironic that they put her in charge uh, of this board. But, you know, so they suspended activity. But, you know, here's what's, here's what's a classic move in Washington, because I saw this this morning. So they, they appointed Jamie Gorlick, who used to be the, the, the you know, a big, a big wig under the Clinton years and Obama years. And then they appointed Michael Chertoff, who is my old boss. I, I, I worked with Secretary Chertoff when he was at DHS. I know, you know Secretary Chertoff very well. And, and, and they're going to look in and dig into this over the next 75 days and issue a report. So they suspended it based upon these two former bigwigs looking into it. But the, here's the problem. Jamie Gorlick is, is, believes wholeheartedly in the idea that there is disinformation on the right. Secretary Chertoff is a never-Trumper. So he, too, believes in all of this bogus misinformation, and he, he, he signed on to letters he shouldn't have signed on to during the elections. He's pushed these issues of, of you know, never-Trumpism. And, and, again, as we now know, the Russia collusion stuff was a hoax, right? The Alpha Bank stuff was a hoax. So the problem is they're going to issue a report that essentially soft-pedals this thing and recharges this thing and keeps it alive. And, and that, that's the way Washington works, right? They pretend they're going to solve a problem, but they really don't. They put people in charge to get a predetermined outcome, and that outcome is going to be they're still going to have this thing at, at Homeland Security, which, which I don't believe it should be in the purview of Homeland Security. I used to work there. Yeah. It is not its job to determine what is fact versus fiction, information versus misinformation versus disinformation, which is malinformation. I mean, we keep getting all these new little things that, that they, they describe it. It's just, it, look, we have the First Amendment. It's, it's there for a reason. We need to respect it. That, thank you, Mad Mayor. I appreciate that because when this first came out, I honestly thought it was a joke. I'm like, am I reading that right? A, a disinformation board coming from the government? Most people, well, I shouldn't say most people, but there's a very large group of Americans who don't believe anything that the government says anyway. Well, and it, the government has been part of, you know, the, the information the government put out in some, in some cases has been the worst, you know, abusers of information, right? The, the, the stuff we, like the war in Iraq, you know, the, the false intelligence, right? We know about that. Uh, this Russian information of the FBI and Robert Mueller did. I mean, when you, if you're watching this Michael Sussman trial, you keep the, the key information, you literally wonder, how in God's name did Robert Mueller and his team not know any of this stuff? And the fact <laughs> of the matter is, they, they didn't want to know it. Right. Right? They, they wanted to... They wanted to go after Trump. They wanted to find collusion. So they, they, they you know, Mueller and his, you know, 13 Democrat hacks, lawyers, all they did was push the stuff that was not convenient aside and try to find what they could, and they still failed. So this is part of the problem, right, is yeah. so much misinformation, disinformation, or malinformation comes out of the government 
or those those same folks. And this Nina Jankowitz was one of the worst abusers of this stuff. And so they, they didn't even vet her clearly because there was so much social media stuff of her spouting misinformation that it's like, how in God's name did someone decide she would be a good pick for this board? 